welcome to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show, where emerging revivalists and extraordinary leaders share inspirational experiences that will help take you to a higher level. Now here's your host, Darren Stort. Welcome to the show! Alright, my name is Darren Stott and you are listening to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. The show where emerging supernaturalists and extraordinary leaders come together and share ideas that will help take you to a higher level. Today we have an amazing show and uh, we are going to have a lot of fun. I can almost guarantee that you're going to have a lot of fun today. Um, uh, Otherwise, we will refund your money back to you. However, you do have to fill out an extremely long form in order to qualify for your refund and that is assuming that you have somehow paid some sort of money to listen to this podcast, which I don't even think that's a possibility because this show is free. Um, And I hope I'm not freaking you out um, by screaming like a villain. Um, But anyways, welcome to the show. Um, This show is a uh, a ministry of Supernaturalist Ministries. Supernaturalist Ministries exist to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And so that's what we're doing here. And I uh, have been having a lot of fun with this. And I hear that you have been having a lot of fun with this. Um, We got a lot going on. For example, check out our website. It is cutting edge. It is what we refer to as cutting edge awesome. Um, you can tweet that, hashtag cutting edge awesome. And uh, in order to find our website, you have to go to www.isupernaturalist.com. So that's isupernaturalist.com. Um, we're starting to show up on the search engines. Um, the Google and Bing web spiders have been crawling all over our site and aggregating content. And so we're starting to slowly appear on search engines. That does take a while. Um, but I think we're doing things right in the SEO department. And um, so check out the website. Also, Facebook. Facebook is the future. <laughs> Facebook is the present and the future. Facebook is the past, present. All right, so you get the idea. It's really important that you go to facebook.com slash isupernaturalist and like our our page because that'll keep you connected with all the amazing stuff that we have coming up with uh, Supernaturalist Ministries. For example, anytime there's a new podcast, it goes up there, a new blog posting, it goes up there. We have updates all throughout the day that are going on there and contributors from all over the US and the world actually that are making contributions to the website and everything uh, gets updated on the Facebook. So Facebook's just a great tool to keep us all connected. Okay, today uh, we have an amazing show. Um, the topic of today's show is it's time to go. And I'm going to be interviewing um, a, a buddy of mine named Luke. And Luke and his family, they are packing their bags and they are taking off to the mission field where they're going to be learning a foreign language. They're going to be learning a foreign culture. And they are going to be going to a land where there's only 12 known believers. More on that in just a little bit. So Luke will be joining us here shortly. Um, I am excited because we have a young supernaturalist from uh, Everett, Washington, who's uh, been doing some cool stuff. And I I just got this update. We did post it on our blog. Um, so this is just an update from just this last week. Jordan Watson, a supernaturalist from Everett, um, saw some pretty cool stuff happen. He saw a bunch of healings take place this last week. Plantar fasciitis, uh, no arches in the feet 
feet healed, a lump in the back dissolved, neck pain healed, back pain healed, spots in the eyes healed. I saw feet grow out, no cartilage in the back healed, uh, elbow pain healed, a lump in kneecap dissolved, um, and ear pain healed. Um, and uh, I like how he finished um, his, 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 his update, and it basically says, Jesus is awesome. Isn't that cool? So uh, anyways, if you're linked in with all the Supernatural stuff, I'm sure you saw that update, but if not, uh, that is really cool. Also, we have a new contributor um, on the Supernaturalist blog, and that is Luke Nybergall. Uh, he's from Calgary, Alberta. He's actually an assistant pastor of, of, uh, uh, of Imagine Church. Um, and he's also a author. He's written one book and his second book is coming out. And we posted an excerpt from his new book on our blog. And the ex the excerpt is called Kings and Priest. So check that out. That's on our blog. Also, you'll see another article on there called Authority Over Creation. That is also by Luke Nybergall. And so um, take a moment to check that out and to connect with him. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Also, um, I told you about this on our uh, last podcast, but I'm really excited about this. There is a supernaturalist rap rock kind of rock star from Bangalore, India. His name is Javon or Jevin John. And, um, and the guy's just amazing. He loves Jesus. He's, he's very prophetic, moving in the supernatural, but he's part of this, um, amazing like metal band, um, uh, kind of new metal, I guess they would call it, uh, in India where they're doing these, these, uh, pretty significant shows. They've been featured in the newspaper lately. Anyways, we're doing a documentary on his life and it's gonna be featured on the platform of of isupernaturalist.com. It's gonna be a short film, it's gonna be under 10 minutes and you're gonna be able to go on there and basically uh, learn about what God is doing in Bangalore, India through just this amazing, young, creative supernaturalist. And so that's gonna be a lot of fun. Now here's where it gets crazy with a capital Z. Okay, Jevin was born in Muscat, Oman, okay? Uh, he was born in the capital city of Oman, and that is where um, my guests today and his family are taking off too. So it is a small world after all. We're featuring a supernaturalist from the Middle East, from from Oman, and today my guest is is Luke, and he and his family are packing up and taking off to that country of Oman. So I, I think that is pretty amazing. And um, let me tell you a little bit more about Luke. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, with my next guest, it's gonna be slightly awkward for you, the listener, because um, we have to be careful because Luke and his wife are going to a nation where there are only 12 known believers and um, and it's actually illegal to become a Christian. And so um, it can be tricky uh, going into a foreign country uh, and oftentimes whatever's on the, on the net or on the interweb or <laughs> on the internet uh, is searchable. And so we've had to be uh, careful with this podcast um, just to leave all the metadata blank concerning um, 
the name of the country where they're going. But we do we do go to some places, but we're just trying to be uh, fairly wise in, in how we go about this. And so um, we are going to give you an opportunity where you can learn more about this family and how you can be involved. Um, but even a lot of the online content on their websites going to be vague regarding their, their actual missions trip. So with that being said, let me tell you about Luke and his family. Um, Luke is uh, a young guy. He's 27. And um, him and his wife have done some pretty incredible stuff. For example, they have done a 50-day night watch. Um, they worked on a documentary on sex trafficking in America. They staffed uh, DTSs with the YWAM organization that is Youth with a Mission. Um, they have uh, been house parents over 30, 20-somethings, which is um, sounds like kind of like divine punishment for a past sin, if you ask me. Um, they also uh, foreran houses of prayer. Um, that's a huge part of their heart, um, houses of prayer and worship. Um, but their true heart beat is for the nations and uh, because they believe that that is the heartbeat of Jesus. And so um, I am so impressed uh, with Luke and his wife and the, and, the sa- and the sacrifice that they're making to take their small child and to go um, to Oman. And so please welcome me in, uh, in and uh, introducing, I guess, if you want to clap, that's cool. If you want to stand up, but don't stand up if you're driving your car. I don't know how you can join me in welcoming my next guest, but however you do choose to, to welcome him, go ahead and just um, do it audibly and visibly. And if you're driving your car, um, go ahead and freak out the person driving next to you. That would be okay. All right, here we go. Here is Luke. Well, hello, Lucas. Welcome to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show. It's good to have you, buddy. Darren, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Man, I am I am pumped because you are just weeks away uh, from taking off uh, with with your family, and you're you're going to be um, uh, uh, be you're going to be doing gospel centered work. <laughs> <laughs> over in the country of Oman and um and that's we have to, you know we have to be kind of careful how we say this but basically it's not missionary work um it, it's just um you're just going to be loving people and um and be doing supernaturalist work yes <laughs> so um for our listeners um we Luke Lucas and I will be using a lot of code words today and you'll also notice that I won't be using his last name um, and uh, and we're gonna have some fun is that okay that I said that I say that <laughs> yeah I think that's great sure. right. <laughs> this will be the most awkward uh, podcast probably up to date and uh, and I think that's awesome <laughs> Lucas the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is um, is because you are you are this um, this uh, this this kind of evangelistic um, uh, supernaturalist worshiper and um, and God has really put a, a heart in you for the nations I mean you you are packing up with your young family and, and to give your life to this country and it seems to me like like this is happening all over the place my, my first question for you is um, what do you see God doing right now in regards to young people and and the mission field great question um just, just from my experience and what I've seen, I really feel like um, with you know this young generation coming up, 
that God is really putting in them a heart of fullness of the gospel, um, kind of fullness and simplicity. I kind of liken it to you know the how uh, all these young hipsters are kind of going organic, and it's all about buying organic and buying healthy food. I feel like it's almost a picture of what God's doing in the youth, and they're opening their Bibles and they're reading the Word of God. And they're taking it at face value, and they're not putting all these additives in it. You know, they read, read Mark 16, where it says, you know, go into all the world, proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. You know, whoever believes will be saved, whoever doesn't believe will be condemned. And signs and wonders will accompany those who believe. They'll cast out demons, they'll speak in new tongues, they'll raise the dead, they'll cast out demons, you know, the whole nine yards. And I, I, I believe that this younger generation that's coming up, you know, the 20s, 20-somethings, they're reading these words, they're reading the words of Jesus, and they're actually believing what he says. You know, so when they read read Jesus saying, go into all the world, go to Judea, Samaria, Jerusalem, and the ends of the earth, you know, they read that and they're like, okay, well, that's if that's what he said, then that's what we'll do. And uh, yeah, I believe that that this generation is kind of looking back over the past, you know, 6,000 years of human history and they're picking out the meat of every movement of God and kind of throwing away all the the kind of fallacies and the hubbub that has gone along with some of these movements and they're really, you know, grabbing hold of the fullness of the gospel and they're taking the the marriage of the of the prayer movement and the missions movement and they're going and they're taking the signs and wonders and the simple Bible studies and they're going they're they're believing for millions to be saved in the nations but they're stopping for the one and loving on them believing that that is actually making an internal impact on uh, on the on the earth that's awesome you know it almost seems like from what you're talking about and and I, and I think I'm seeing this as well is that there's this thing within young people right now where it's kind of like you know what you can keep your seeker uh, sensitive Christianity to yourself you can keep your programs to yourself give me something that's legitimate give me something that's real give me truth and, yeah. and I really liked what you said as far as just there's this return to the simplicity of the gospel and um, and I think that over the last 10 years or 15 years there's been such a strong emphasis on the on the cost cognitive side of the gospel where the gospel is essentially informational and yeah. um, and it seems to be that there is uh, a, a revival that's taking place right now where where young people are saying no 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 the gospel has to, has to be more than informational it has to be incarnational um, that the gospel is a person and yeah. and we want to see this person at work within our lives and so um, uh, I absolutely agree with what, what you're saying and so are you seeing are you seeing a real increase in um uh and young people being catapulted to the nations right now yeah i i i do believe that there's an increase you know we're seeing it across um different organizations worldwide you know we're you know massive organizations are saying that you know we'll see the great commission fulfilled within the next you know 20 years um some people are even saying by 2020 and so i think uh you know, we kind of had this wave of this social justice uh, movement come through, which is which is great. Um, but I think the young people are reading the Word of God and saying, "But we need to preach the gospel. Jesus is real justice." And uh, they are saying, "Here I am, send me." And they're actually they're actually going. 
That's, you know? that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, let me uh, pause for a second. We'll rewind. And, and let me ask you, uh, how, did, how did you get started in this? As far as, you know, to, to, to say to your wife or to have that conversation with your family, like, all right, we're, we're packing up. We're moving from the Western world to the Eastern world. And um, uh, really, it's a, in the words of Aladdin, it's really a whole new world. <laughs> <laughs> I and, sing that song all the time. Do really? <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> It's <laughs> so, I mean, how did this all begin, right? Like, how did God put this call to the nations within you and your wife? Yeah, I kind of have a, uh, uh, a foot up, so to speak, on most other, you know, 20-somethings. Um, I grew up as a missionary kid. My dad uh, flew as a missionary pilot in Haiti and in, in Papua New Guinea. So I became, you know, a missionary kid at the age of three. And I grew up moving all over. I grew up in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, between coups. I grew up in, in the mountains of Papua New Guinea, where cannibalism was outlawed in the 1960s, where it's you know totally still Stone Age over there. And so it, it was kind of placed as seeds in my heart at a young age. And uh, when I rededicated my life to the Lord and really started kind of following Him for my own um, at the age of 19, I'm a, I... I said to the Lord, you know, my life is for your glory and for nothing else. And uh, from that point on, I really knew that I was going to go and become, you know, a missionary somewhere doing something, um, you know, following Jesus and proclaiming his word. And uh, from there, it was, it was really a journey. I think a lot of, you know, for, for people who are listening to this, who, who have it in their hearts to go and preach the gospel or, you know, do something for Christ in the nations, I, I don't think it's as straightforward as, uh, you know, you get one word and you go and it's done. I think it's a journey that God takes us on. You know, our journey was, you know, the Lord spoke to me uh, years ago uh, when I was asking him, where do you want me to go? Like, oh, I was all intense and everything. And, and he really offended my mind and my heart. And he, and he, he showed me to go to Europe. And I, re- I rebuked Satan, you know, <laughs> I was like, that's first world, you know, continent. Get behind me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, the Lord confirmed it, you know, a couple months later from someone I didn't know, giving me a word, oh, you're called the Slavic nations. And so here, here I have this word of being called the Slavic nations. And now my, my wife and I are moving to, you know, the deserts of the Middle East to learn Arabic. And it's, it seems kind of backwards, but it, um, the Lord spoke to me in, in 2010. He just spoke the word Kuwait to me for about 10 minutes. And so I knew that it was the Lord calling me to go to the Arab world and go to Kuwait. And so on this on this journey of trying to figure out where to go and how to go, we just started stepping out and making um, you know intentional, diligent progress towards the word of the Lord for our lives, which was go to the nations and preach the gospel. And so we started knocking on doors, trying to get into Kuwait, tw- trying to, you know, figure out where to go and what to do first. And through, you know, through advice, through prayer, um, we, it was recommended for us to go and start learning the language first. And so we started to explore, well, where can we learn the language? And then uh, just through, you know, through practical circumstances and through, uh, you know, confirmation of the Holy Spirit in us, and through relational, you know, circumstances, um, we really felt the doors open up for us in Oman. And so now we're moving to Oman. 
And so for anyone who's, you know, really thinking about wanting to go to the nations and they, you know, have some word to go to the Philippines or China or something, um, I don't sit on your couch and wait for a door to open up in China and you to get some divine phone call to, hey, come move with us. Um, start making active steps. I, I often liken it to, you know, the Macedonian call in Acts 16 where, where Paul's trying to get into Asia and they're trying to get all these cities and God's stopping them from going there. But he says, go to Macedonia and he sends a dream. Or even like the, the Israelites coming into the promised land, you know, God told Joshua to have the priests walk into the Jordan River with the Ark of the Covenant and then the Jordan River would split. It wasn't, let me split the Jordan River and then go in. It was, you start taking those steps to cross into your destiny, into your, your promised land, and then I will perform signs and wonders on your behalf, and I'll open doors for you. Wow. Um, and so, you know, my wife, she didn't have that upper hand. She, uh, she grew up in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, um, and, but it was always in her heart, and she knew that she was called to go to the nation's and to to preach the gospel, and so when when we met and we got married, it was, hey, this is this is the call of God in my life. Um, are you in? And she said, absolutely. And so we've been on this this crazy journey of you know traveling, and uh, yeah, in two weeks from today, we're getting on an airplane and moving to Oman. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you, and this is off the off the script here, but let me ask you uh, a question. For those uh, listening to this podcast right now where the Lord has put a call w- within them to do something specific, and they know what it is, and um, and perhaps they're single, and, uh, and, and, they're, and they're, they're dating, and they're trying to find the right person, how important is it to find a, a companion or, uh, that shares your same values uh, uh, for where God is calling you? Um, can you, can you clarify that question a little bit? Do you mean like for the exactly where God is calling you or right. what he's calling you to or? Yeah, right. Um, so my question is, is, um, for those who, uh, are, cause what I hear you saying is that you had this call and you, there was full disclosure with, with, with your wife before you married her. Hey, this is what the Lord has called me to do. You know, yeah. uh, are you in versus, uh, those who may say, well, look, this person doesn't even necessarily love Jesus. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> they'll, they'll come along. So how, how important is it, um, uh, to w- when you're dating, um, to have, uh, uh, a, a spouse that shares your your same values for where God is taking you. I think it's very important. Um, it, it will make or break your life, really will. And I know you know as young people we hear that all the time, but you know I'm I'm 27 and I can tell you it's true. So I I gave my wife you know when we were dating full disclosure. I, I told her, hey, this is the call of God in my life. This is what I'm called to do. Um, I can't really diverge from that path. Um, so is this what you want to do too? Because if it's not, then like I don't want to ruin your life and you don't want to ruin my life. Wow. Um, and she said, no, like this is, this is what I've been wanting to do my whole life. And so it was, it was really a divine God setup. Um, I think, you know, if especially, you know, you need to find someone who who loves the Lord and who loves nations and, and wants to go and do the deal. 
Um, I think sometimes, uh, especially for, for women, they have this call to do ministry. They have this like desire in their heart to go to the nations, but they really don't know where and they really don't know what. Um, to, to you women out there, I would say don't settle for a man who doesn't have vision. And also don't expect for you yourself to necessarily gain that vision. Oftentimes, as women, the husband has the vision and you have giftings and callings that come alongside and are able to complement and add to his vision and really make it come to life. You know, when we oftentimes young people we we wonder what's the will of God for my life? You know, am I go am I supposed to go to Brazil or India? I don't know. Like I don't want to miss it. Well, William Carey said, all you need to know the will of God for your life is an open book is an open map and an open Bible. And we open our, our Bibles and we see that the Lord says, Go to every nation, to the ends of the earth, and you can preach the gospel and you can disciple nations. And we open the map and we see that there's billions of places across the globe that we can go to. And we can literally close our eyes, point somewhere, what's the desire on and in your heart? Where do you want to go? Go there. What do you want to do? Do that. It's it's sanctioned in the Word of God. If you're if you're working and preaching the gospel in the name of Jesus, if you're praying for people and loving people in the name of Jesus, if you're discipling nations in the name of Jesus, it's the sanctioned will of God, and, and you can find it right there in your Bible. So, uh, yeah, as as men, I would highly highly recommend you know find you know find a, a woman who has a burning heart to say yes to whatever Jesus says. You know, find a woman who says, where you go, I'll go. And whatever the Lord says, you know, we'll do. And who's committed to the word of the Lord and, and committed to see his kingdom come to earth. And uh, yeah, as long as yeah. you're both humble and submitted, you know, you, you guys will be great. No, that's really good. And there's just something about what you're saying as far as just the intentionality, you know, living life on purpose and uh, and knowing why you're living, why you're running the way you're running and making decisions that line up with your values um, and, 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 and some of those big decisions as far as, you know, who am I going to date? Who am I going to marry? Um, you know, should I take this job? I mean, all these things are so pivotal as far as getting us into, um, into that place that God is calling us. Now, God has spoken to you and your family and he said, now's the time to go. And, and the Lord's put a, um, a love in your guys' heart and a calling in your guys' heart to go to Oman. Um, tell us why Oman, why now, um, why it's so significant as far as the timing of God in this. Um, yeah. Because uh, to me, it sounds like there's just a real urgency uh, in this trip and a real urgency for you guys. And then just hearing you talk about this trip, just um, privately one-on-one and also at our church, um, I can just see that, that that the fire in favor of God is on you guys for this. So why don't you talk talk about that? Yeah, I'm going to dovetail the past, the past question in with this question. Um, you know, so the Lord spoke about moving overseas to Kuwait in 2010 to me. My wife and I, we get married uh, at the, near the end of 2011, beginning of 2012. We know that the Lord is calling us into the nation soon. We don't know the timing. So my wife and I pray separately, and we both separately get, you know, the middle of 2013. And we both thought that was, you know, way too soon. We were thinking maybe 2014 sometime. We had just gotten married. And we didn't know where we were going. We just knew that we were moving to the to the to the Arab world in the middle of 2013, based on the word of the Lord that we we both got. 
and in, in times of doubt and wondering, is this really you, God? You know, we'd, we'd go back to this word and we'd say, no, but God really did say in the middle of 2013. So we, we grabbed hold of the word of the Lord and the urgency of that word, and day in and day out, we diligently pursued that word through, you know, taking a, a scouting trip for six weeks over to the Middle East, really seeing where the Lord would have us land. Um, and as far as the significance of, you know, Oman and our family moving there, you know, we really believe that it is the 11th hour that we're in. We're in a we're in season of harvest. And in order to, to see that harvest come in, we have to go and we have to prepare in some real practical ways, such as learning the language. And so, uh, you know, when we were in Oman, it was kind of crazy how much it felt like home and how near and tangible the presence of God felt. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had this conversation with other people who, are, who have gone over there or are living over there. And Oman really does feel like a nation of peace to the Arab world. You know, there's here in the Arab world, there's so much chaos and turmoil, especially now. But we really feel like there is something special happening in Oman, that there's a readiness, that the fields are white unto harvest, and that we, can, we believe that we can see a harvest in Oman, and we believe that we can see people sent out from that nation into nations that we would never be able to go because just because of the fact that we held an American passport. And, uh, you know, currently in Oman, there's about 2 million Omani citizens and 12 known Omani believers. But we believe that we are on the brink of seeing massive harvest in that nation that is not unto the salvation of Oman, but it's unto the salvation of Ishmael. You know, Ishmael was was Abraham's eldest son, and we believe that God still loves Ishmael, and he is looking to bring Ishmael into his kingdom to provoke Isaac to jealousy, that they might too call upon the name of the Lord. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I think it was about a year and a half ago, um, I got to have coffee with uh, Taz Asada. Uh, do you know him? No, I don't. He was a um, he was an assassin for Arafat, um, and he was part of the PLO. And he has just a supernatural conversion story, <laughs> where, wow. God, where God just um, uh, totally uh, invaded his privacy, kind of like what God did to uh, Saul, you know. And um, uh, so, anyways, it's pretty, but and he is right on the Gaza Strip, and he has a ministry called Hope for Ishmael. And, uh, and one of the things that he was talking about is that within the church, you have a lot of Christians that are, you know, pro-Israel, for Israel. They're all about Israel. Um, and then you have a certain segment of the church that could care less about Israel. But, um, but, but he, he, he said there's, there's little to no believers or groups that have a burning passion, um, for the Arab world, for the, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and so, um, his heart is to see a, uh, uh, is to see a, uh, a unity between the Israelites and the, you know, between the Jews and the, and the, and the Arabs. And so he has started building schools where, um, where, where the, and these are schools for Jewish kids and, um, uh, and, and, and the Arabic children and they're playing sports together. And so a sport like soccer is bringing unity and, and families are hanging out that would never, ever hang out. And, um, and then of course, um, Jesus is appearing to people in dreams and they're getting saved and, you know, just wild stuff. But what you said just sparked a memory there as far as, you know, hope for Ishmael and, yeah. and the stuff that you're talking about is, is, is really, um, something that the Holy Spirit is birthing and doing in the nations. And it's, it's, 
it's exciting and it's cool just to just to be talking to you and uh, and seeing you right on the the cusp of this of this wave right like right on the on you're, you guys are forerunners in this yeah and um and, and going to an unreached people um is pretty exciting one of one of the big things uh one of the one of the purposes for this podcast is really to connect people um and so my hope is that for those who are listening to this uh that as luke was uh, sharing that as lucas was sharing that that something in your heart was was resonating was that something in your heart was jumping up and down when luke was talking and i want to make sure that that we have an opportunity to connect our listeners with you luke so that they can be getting reports and whatever else but also more importantly so that they can be praying for you as well as perhaps investing even financially into your guys's ministry and mission so um how can our listeners stay in touch with you support you etc yeah the best way is we, we have a website and it's uh the scrobots.com t-h-e-s-k-r-o-b-o-t-s the scrobots s-k-robots.com and that's that's our website and there's um you can sign up on our email list on that site you can um email us and contact us through that site. There's information of how to give um, tax-deductible donations uh, through that website. Um, so that would probably be the, the one-stop, you know, easiest way for anyone listening to this to get in contact with us, find out more about us, um, support us financially, and uh, get behind us. And this is awesome. This is such a great opportunity. It's also kind of uh, Christ hostile territory over there, and so it's going to be really important uh, uh, that 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 um, that there's a lot of just uh, amazing people lifting up a prayer covering for you guys. I know you guys have an amazing church, and you're also based under uh, YOM, which is an amazing uh, missions organization. But uh, for all of our listeners, please pray uh, for Lucas and his family, and please please consider uh, investing into into this mission and uh luke we want to have you back on again uh sometime and um i don't know if they have skype in oman but i i can't yeah, they do I, I can't wait to just hear the stories of what god is doing through you and through your family can't wait to hear about the expansion of the kingdom that takes place there and thank you so much for your time and Absolutely. for just giving us a, re- a report of what you guys are about to do and uh proud of you man uh, you. you're you're an inspiration to us all so uh go get him kiddo thank you so much appreciate it thanks for having us awesome well there you have it i just want to thank luke again for um being on the show and um, for being a part of this go to thescrobots.com.com that is the scrobots that's s k r o b o t s Dot com and check out their website. Like I said, there's not going to be really anything on their website about Oman just because of security reasons. But um, you will have an opportunity um, to email them, to contact them, also to get on their newsletter. Uh, perhaps um, uh, you could perhaps even give them a donation by hitting donate or give. That would be kind. Also, Rachel. That's the first time I've said her name on this podcast, but you'll certainly see her name on the website. Has a CD coming out in August, and it looks amazing. Um, she is a talented musician singer, and um, and I think it's called Live at the Barn, um, which my daughter loves the name of that CD, Live at the Barn. 
because um, my daughter loves Barnes. But anyway, so check that out. And um, I hope you've enjoyed this show today. Don't forget, isupernaturals.com. Like us on your Facebook. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Leave um, great feedback. Give us a high rating. All that stuff is incredibly, <laughs> incredibly vitally important. And so it only takes a second. Please do it. Tell all your, fa- all your friends and family um, about this phenomenal thing that's going on that's taking place right now. Let's make history together. Until next time, good night, good luck, (laughs) and God bless. We'll see you.